there and welcome to another edition of Into the Garden with me, Salome Jacobs. No place that you or I would rather be. And where do you find Salome Jacobs? Well, not only on Into the Garden, but on Von.radio, the voice of the nation's radio station, and that is on Facebook. Times vary, but do feel free to like, to leave a message. But thank you for sharing the podcast with neighbours, friends and family at school, at college, at university, with a friend or two, the more the merrier. And I thank you. And the title is Why God Why? But before I start, thank you for sharing the love and for being in the presence and in the company of Into the Garden where hearts are mended, lives touched, renewed, burdens are drifted and worries and cares are lifted and you and I are being treasured embraced and comforted so come on over bring along your juice or glass of water tea or coffee and indulge for you are in that ethereal presence of into the garden no inscription because the title says it all why God why it's a question that pops up whenever you or I are in a pickle of sort in doubt in a hearted heart to heart or heated argument in a panic or something of naught unprepared or unforeseen or so you thought no matter an event occurring in our lives be it life-changing traumatic or problematic perhaps a thorn in your or my side but however we paint that picture why forms part of that maze and even more so distinctively with God's gaze so yes why is a question my late mom said you don't ask but funny enough at times needless to say I do but nonetheless why is imperative it's sensitive and why is conducive and besides isn't that what you and I do think or ask God don't you I like some of you 
on the other hand, not only think out aloud, but through the grace of God put pen to paper to stand astound, for at some point or other you do exactly the same. I'm sure you do. You just don't have a clue to what extent the grace of God will take you. Perhaps you're sitting in your car, laying on your bed, sitting on the floor, crying, face hidden, cupped hands, sobbing instead. Why, Lord, why? Why me? Why now? Why this? Or why that? Or how? With insurmountable anguish, spinning around your head. Should you eat, drink, sleep, struggle to get out of bed instead? A heartbeat you're not sure of, whether in overdrive or not. Lord, please, please, just let it stop. Gasping for breath, you're at your wit's end. Head or tail, dear friend, what do you spend? With no hitherto or thitherto, contemplating suicide? What now? Do you? Contemplating nothing. Just utter numbness until one day, one day when things get too much and you think to yourself, well, I'm stuffed. Then what do you think is going to happen to you is taking your or my life the easy way out or are you out for accounts and so you try my golly miss molly dare you try a cut here a cut there so what nobody cares but God, whilst in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your distress, looks upon thee and answers your plea. Suffering in silence, crying in silence. God knows your pain. He knows your heart, sees your tears as you cry out, My God, my God, why, oh why? So, soul sister, prayer warrior, your situations might look bleak at most, stifling at most, argumentative at most, rejected at most, character assassinated at most, belittled at most, undermined at most, desperate at most, confined at most, restricted at most, but no matter mountain high or valley low, take a bow for the Lord your God is giving you and them a show. So pull yourself together for you have a life to lead. So instead of giving the enemy the upper hand, 
stumped the enemy to bitter land. Thing is, I've been there. A cut or two, and yet no one knew, simply because I chose not to. Yes, I have my way of coping, or so I thought. My way of feeling the pain, or so I knew not. Thinking your hurt would go away, but alas, strange enough, they continue to this day. So if I'm not mistaken, it happened twice or thrice, but twice or thrice, too heavy a price. So yes, troubles, problems, issues, misunderstandings, conflicts, there will always be. But how you handle, it's entirely up to they. So thank God for the journey, the lesson, the wisdom, the path he led thee to come to that conclusion of who to trust and turn to in time of crisis and perpetual need. So as I discern, and as I look to the cross, for when one is weak, I now thank God, instead of asking, why may, why may, for it's where he placed me to follow his lead. Wake up, get up, dress up, look up, be thankful up, pray up, ask up lift your eyes up but most of all thank god for the life lesson learned that he made you go through up so you could be discovered and be covered with his all-consuming fire to be prepared to face your enemies and the onslaughts and not to question the Lord. So when, in time of attack, why me? Oh God, why me up is not a thought. And so it is, so shall it be. So thank you for coming on over. But stay tuned. Don't be disconnected, but connected. So, be brave. Don't connect or disconnect yourself from God, but be connected to God. But stay tuned. Because the next voice that you will hear is that of Angela Morris and you wouldn't want to go away because the topic is trusting in God and what a powerful message so don't go too far come on over hurry on back take a break a tea break or a coffee break and come on over to be connected to God in that ethereal presence if you have any questions 
God has the answers. So from me to you, may your day be awesome. And if you are traveling, safe journey mercies, bon voyage. May you have a merry Christmas and happy holidays from into the garden. And thank you for sharing the love. So until next time, do take care. Keep your distance, cover up, look to God, and be grateful up. But stay tuned for Angela Morris and trusting in God. Thank you again, Salome, for a walk into the garden. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy towards me. I thank you for my life, my health, and the strength you've given me. And God, today, even as I share, as you've poured into me, God, that you will pour out of me through those that are listening. May their hearts, their minds, their lives, their souls be touched in Jesus' name. Today, I'd like to share with you about trusting in God. Yes, very needed during these varying trying times, trusting in God. At the beginning of every year, you know, people make, uh, many people make resolutions. I like to do a consecration. So last year at the beginning of the year, when I asked the Lord about my, my the, the consecration that I would be going on, I asked him, I said, well, Lord, what's the, what's the purpose of, the, of this, this consecration? Every year he tells me, you know, things to focus on, things I need to pray about. But he said to me, he said, in this season, you're to trust me more. I said, okay, God, I can do that. And the scripture that he gave me, for this particular season or for that particular season was Psalm 143, verse 8. And it says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. I was reflecting one morning on that particular scripture as I was headed to church and I was telling God, you know, that I trusted him, you know, that I loved him and basically wanted his will for my life. And, you know, in my spirit, you know, there's a little conversation going back and forth. But after a while in my spirit, I heard him say, you don't have to worry. I'll be concerned about me holding up my end of the bargain. I'm going to do just what my word says. You can count on me. And that was so touching. It was so touching. I, I, it was something that I really needed. But it wasn't until he posed a question to me. And in my spirit, I heard him say, Ann Morris, he calls me that. Can I trust you to trust me? 
And I was trying to repeat those words back. I thought I had them mixed up. But I said, you said, can I trust you to trust me? Now think about it. Those words were profound. And I kind of pulled over. I wanted to pull over to the side of the road. And I said, yes, Lord, you can trust me. So let me pose that question to you today. Can God trust you to trust him? Hmm. Ask yourself, can God trust me to trust him? If there's someone else, you know, in the room with you, you know, on your left or on your right, turn to your turn to your neighbor on the left and turn to your neighbor on the right, you know, so you'll have a witness. And just say to them, can God trust you to trust him? So you see, there was a little conversation, you know, with me, myself and the Lord going on. And so and he, he began to talk with me about seasons of change. And I'm thinking, hmm. And just as there are seasons in the natural realm, there are seasons in the spiritual realm. You know, we have winter, summer, spring, and fall. Well, we also have those in the spiritual realm. And we all, we go through various seasons in our lives. We will hit them all. Yes, we will. But what's important to know is what season you're in. Not only what, what, you know, what season you're in, but how to trust God regardless of the season that you're in. Now, there are so many scriptures in the Bible, you know, on trusting God. And some of my favorite ones are, there's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, that says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Then there's Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Oh my goodness, I love this one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Then there's Proverbs 16 and 20. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. And then there's Psalm 61. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Now that word trust, mm, trust isn't an easy thing to come by. Mm -mm, It's not. But guess what? It's one of the most important parts of our relationship with God. Isn't that something? It's one of the most important parts of our relationship with him. We are in the midst of a serious pandemic where COVID-19 has attacked and taken the lives of many of our loved ones, our friends, our co-workers, our church members. But when times are tough like these and things aren't going our way, that's when we find it the most difficult to trust God. It is. When we doubt that God is going to come through for us, what do we do? We lack faith in his promises. And we just were ourselves sick with endless thoughts about the future. How about that? Now, see, the problem is that this is the exact opposite of how God wants us to react to the difficult circumstances in our life. Yeah, it is. This prob- the problem is that this is the exact opposite of how God wants us to react to the difficult circumstances in our life. Yeah even in the midst of COVID-19. 
God wants us to trust him when we're having doubts. He wants us to trust him when we are unsure about what to do. He wants us to do what? What do you think? Believe in his promises when we think that things are going to get worse. I read an article once by Rick Warren and it was titled, In Your Hardest Times, Trust God's Purpose. In your hardest times, trust God's purpose. And he said, have you ever said, why me? Why me? If you've never asked that question, just wait. When life's really get hard, most of us will eventually ask, but why me, God? Why me? Why me? But guess what? Now, that's the wrong question to ask during your dark days. Instead of asking God, why me? We need to be asking God, what is your purpose for this? What is your purpose in all of this, God? I remember when my mom was dealing with Alzheimer's, the latter stages of Alzheimer's. And my mom was a vibrant, vibrant woman. Lively. Movies. Loved to garden. Loved to shop. My mother's life had come down to a half of a nursing home room and a bed. I would walk into that room and I would look at my mom who didn't know me from anybody else. And I would say, God, what is the purpose of her existence? And I said that over and over again. But you know, the Bible says in 1 Peter uh, verses, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, you are temporarily harassed by all kinds of trials and temptation. This is no accident. It happens to prove your faith, which is infinitely more valuable than gold. Just know, nothing comes into your life accidentally. Nothing comes in your life by coincidence. God does not cause evil. But when he can bring good from every single thing, no, but he can, I'm sorry, but he can bring good from every single thing, even from evil. Tri trials, guess what? Trials reveal our character. Trials reveal our maturity. Trials reveal our security, our values, and trials reveal our faith. One of the major figures in the Bible was Apostle Paul. Well, you know, before he was Apostle Paul, he was Saul, the one that persecuted all the Jews. Yeah, he ended, he in, uh, devoted his entire life before his Damascus Road experience. He devoted his entire life to what persecuting Jews. But after his Damascus Road, uh, Damascus Road experience, guess what? He devoted his entire life to serving God. But in many ways, his life was far worse than you can ever imagine. He was, this was after the Damascus Road experience. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was left for dead. He was imprisoned, whipped, and robbed. But guess what? But he was never bitter. Instead of asking God, why me, Lord? Why me, God? He looked for, and guess what? Trusted God's purpose. He learned to trust God in his problems, even when he didn't understand it. Wow. So what was the secret to Paul's persistence? Second Corinthians chapter four tells us in verses 16 and 17. Therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You can hold on to hope. Let me say that. You can hold on to hope because God has a purpose and even a reward that exceeds your pain. Let me say that again. You can hold on to hope because God has a purpose and a reward that exceeds your pain. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because God has a reward that exceeds your pain. When Jesus died on the cross, his followers thought it was a a senseless tragedy, a total mistake. But what they couldn't see was God still on his throne, carrying out a bigger purpose. And after Jesus' resurrection, he appeared to the disciples and said in John 20 and 21, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. And so, but just moments before, they could see no reason for their pain. But here Jesus was telling the disciples that God was giving them a new assignment. A new assignment that was a part of a grand purpose. Hallelujah. God's purpose for your life is always greater than your problems. May I repeat that? God's purpose for your life is always greater than your problems. I know that probably is hard to believe, but guess what? But we still must trust him. He loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. He loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. He specializes in hopeless situation. So let me ask you a question. So how how can you trust God when you feel like trusting God is impossible? How do you trust God when you feel like trusting him is impossible? Let me help you a little bit. I want to give you about four steps to um, trust God more in your life. You might be surprised to know that trust is like a muscle that you have. How about that? The more you exercise it, the more it grows, and the more it's strengthened. So how can you strengthen your trust muscle? Let me give you four reasons, four ways. Number one, the first thing you can do is don't depend on you. <laughs> don't depend on you. We live in a world where trust must be earned, and, get, and it just seems like it's in short supply. But Solomon The famous king who wrote Proverbs knew that trust is exactly where we must start. Because he says in Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Hallelujah. You don't depend on you. Number two, surrender yourself and all of your troubles to God. Because remember, he told us to cast our cares on him. Why? Because he cares for us. So surrendering to God begins with our lips and our thoughts. When we pray, 
We admit that his ways are higher than ours. We show that we are having and that we're, we're leaving our troubles and burdens and our dreams in capable hands. Let me say it again. We show that we're leaving our troubles, our burdens, and our dreams in capable hands. Now, the Bible promises that when we reach out to him in prayer, he hears us. We can count on God's word. Psalms 55, 17 says, Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. When you realize that there is supernatural strength available to you from above, then your perspective on life will change. When you know God in heaven looking down, uh-huh, and supernatural strength is available to you from above, your perspective on life will change. You can move from worry to worship by realizing that God is in control of every circumstance in your life. You can move from worry to worship. Hallelujah. By realizing that God is in control of every circumstance in your life. Let him be the master of you. Let him be the master of everything in your life. Once you stop trying to do things in your own strength, God will take over. Hallelujah. And he will lift you to higher heights and deeper depths. Glory to God. Number three. Replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Now, Proverbs 23, 7 says, anybody knows that one? Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your thoughts are extremely powerful and they can affect things like your mood, uh-huh, your attitude, and yes, even your actions. So when you find yourself thinking negative thoughts that are bringing you down, start thinking about some positive scriptures that will lift you up. You can do this by memorizing scriptures. You know, some of my favorite ones, you know, like I told you earlier, Psalms. 143.8, cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for unto thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And if you just keep repeating these verses, and, and, and uh, that, that and you can repeat that verse or any verse, that is uplifting about trust or any situation or any other switch of situation. Keep repeating it out loud until your negative thoughts are replaced by God's peace, hallelujah, that transcends all understanding. And speaking of peace, Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's important to listen to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he promised us to send, he promised that he would send us what? The Holy Spirit to the church. He promised to send us the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples that, that this counselor would be their spiritual compass. Or today you all call it your GPS. So guess who our GPS is today? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. John 14, 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things 
and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And as we go through our day, the Holy Spirit will guide us too. Yes, he will. That means we don't have to go at, go at it alone and hope we're getting it right. No, we don't have to do that because the Holy Spirit is there to lead us and to guide us in all truth. And he's there to protect us. Glory to God. Number four. Ask God to give you patience. Hallelujah. It's the fact that God will come through for you at just the right moment. He'll never fail you. He'll need to st- you'll need to stay in prayer during this time because your faith will be tested. The devil cares nothing about you. He will test you on every hand, every time, every moment he gets. He will test your faith. During your trial, ask God to give you patience, to help you trust that he knows what's best for you. The word of God tells us that tribulation worketh patience. But remember, patience, how, does, how do we get patience? Patience is developed through enduring times of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Patience is developed during times of difficulty. These difficulties present the best opportunity to gain true peace. Now, those four, those four trust muscle exercises again. Number one, don't depend on you. Number two, surrender yourself and all of your troubles to God. Number three, replace negative thoughts with positive ones. And number four, ask God to give you patience. Remember, God is never a second late. He always shows up on time. So today I want you to remember to trust God with your life. Expect good things to happen to you. Expect greatness. Expect God's favor in all and every area of your life. Now, that doesn't mean that life will be easy, but it does mean that God will deliver you out of every situation you're in. You know why? Because he promised it in his word. My last scripture, Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Know that God can and will work miracles on your behalf. Know that God can and will move mountains for you. All you have to do is what? T-R-U-S-T. All we have to do is trust that he will come through for us. So, let me pose this question again. Can God trust you to trust him? Let that penetrate your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Can God trust you to trust him? Thank you. Get so high sometimes 